You gotta move, man. You gotta move, man. Man, man. You gotta move, man. You just waiting for something to happen here? Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. In this episode, we get into more really great and surprising ideas about balancing work and life. These are specific tactics to actually do this well, to make a bigger dent in our to-do lists without burning out or building poorly or living by anybody else's rules. This is part two of the conversation about the 10 tactics to balance work and life better. If you missed the first one, uh, it is just the episode right before this one. That's episode 59. You should definitely check that out before this one. should mention there's also an amazing watch bomb about dubstep in this one just needs to be said you know who we are we are the fizzle show this is where we talk about the nuts and bolts of authentically building an audience and a business online your hosts are if we were 80s comedians corbett would be tom hanks he has this easy kind of funny a little slapstickish but not actually a career comedian though He goes on to be an actor, writer, director, and just general, like, the guy who gets all the good stuff in Hollywood. (laughs) Caleb would be Stephen Wright, that Reservoir Dogs super sound of the 70s voice. And uh, you don't really believe he's going to be funny up front, and then he drops some unexpected bomb that absolutely destroys you. Chase, that's me, would be Robin Williams. He's got the impersonations, the fast talking, and just like Robin is so all over the place, many might think he's jacked up on some 80s party favors. Thanks a lot, Brad. That comes from Brad Zomick at skilledup.com. Thanks, man. You can follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 60. That's six zero. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. So let's get into it. Okay, so we're in the middle of this great conversation about work-life balance. Right, like we said, whatever the last, that means. Whatever that means. Like we said in the last like episode. Living your life without being absorbed by yeah, your work. Create, I mean, the dream is we want to create a business that doesn't burn us out. That doesn't cost us the relationships that will mean the most to us in our life. That doesn't, you know, uh, you, you don't end up some Ebenezer Scrooge in some lonely home someday right. if you get successful. You know, th- that is that is a Or that more is importantly, if you don't get successful, which is what happens to exactly. a lot of people. Yeah. So it's like both 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 those sides of the coin. And um, so in, in, this, in this kind of quest... We're in the in the process of like here's here's le- our lessons learned on how to on what what we've learned about how to how to build a business that, that actually balances work and life pretty well, um, and we we're in the middle of a list. We did five in the last episode, actually uh, like six because one was a half point. Let me let me re- recount those really quick. You guys would good with that? Yeah. Okay. So number one is is get more comfortable with the idea of of work life balance by asking yourself what is the point. You know, what happens when you get to that thing that you're heading towards? What do you want? And that's a really big one. And we talk a lot about that one. I mean, the whole episode is kind of like this whole conversation is really about that one. Um, so that, that's, the, that's the one to start with. And then a little soft tip is follow Alan Watts Daily on Twitter. And, and I guess you can go back for context on that. But basically, it's because it's, a, it's an account of a, of a dead guy called Alan Watts, who was uh, pretty prolific. Blue, blue, like absolutely fell apart towards the end of his life, which is in a tragic way. Um, like so many who fly too close to the sun, I guess. But, uh, but really sensational reminder about, 
uh, about how, about wh- what are you doing? You know, it, it's happening right now around you. Uh, and when I, so anyways, there's that one. Uh, number two, relationships and community are a part of your work-life balance. Like you have to just, number one, be aware of that. And then secondly, like, like <clears throat> invite them in to be your wingmen or wingwomen, allowing you to stay balanced, asking them to help you stay balanced, to tell you when you're, when you're, when you've missed your kid's soccer game too many times in a row or something like that, right? Number three, set clear boundaries and expectations. These are both physical boundaries and emotional boundaries. Physical meaning, hey, if you work at home and the door's shut, like let's try to get the whole family in line with the idea that like that means it's work time. And let's try to get you in line with the idea that like we need to keep that open more often than you'd think, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and the sense of like, like we got into like, what if you did a walk around the block before your family came back home or just to signify like work is over, it's time to get back into play mode with the family or with friends or wh- whatever it ends up being, right? So those physical boundaries and then emotional boundaries about, uh, you know, what are the expectations that that you're going to have for yourself that other that you want to allow others to have about you, so that if you disappoint them, you got to kind of correct that. You know, these when emotion- you disappoint them, when you disappoint them, these emotional boundaries uh, that that these are these are goals, right? We have business goals all the time. So why not, why not have a goal about what kind of person you want to be for your your people that you're in relationship with? You know, um, number four, set realistic expectations for what set. This is big. Set actually realistic expectations for what you can actually accomplish. Actually, in, accomplishable things that you can actually do. Actually, like act act actually. You know, yeah, yeah act act that you can take action on dually. to actually accomplish dually. Action it actually literally means dual action. Uh, it comes from the Greek of act dually. It comes from the Greek uh, ah, which is <laughs> exactly. Um, set realistic expectations for what you can actually accomplish in a day and in a week. Now, this was so brilliant when you said this, Corbett, is because when you do that, when you actually when who said this? You did. I said it. It's brilliant. I don't know if you know this. But it was fantastic. Go on. <laughs> Tell me more. Set real if when you set realistic expectations for what you can actually accomplish in a day, guess what happens? You know when you get to stop working. And that is what work life balance looks like. In some ways, that's what we're chasing after. Can how can I feel okay about oh, we're chasing not working? the dragon, man? <laughs> uh oh, he's turning into cobblestoner. <laughs> have uh, have you guys ever watched Parks and Recreation? I yeah, have, but show. it's been a while. There is a uh, radio program that they go on as guests once in a while when there's some big issue. It's a morning show. I have seen it, yeah. It's called Douche Nation. <laughs> That's the name of the show. And they're just total, <laughs> total morning show guys. And I just wonder if we come off that. like that once in a while. Oh, God. They I, make fart sounds whenever somebody, whenever a guest is like talking and stuff. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I hope we don't. I also kind of hope we do. But I hope we do in like a, a fun kind of way. Yeah, like an like, endearing douche kind of like way. An, oh, I know Amy Poehler an actually douche. wrote this kind of way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? uh, and then finally, five, uh, weekly review. Check in, check out email, uh, writing it out on a piece of paper instead of like leaving it in some computer. Whatever it ends up being for you, you've got, you, you, set, that, you set that expectation and then you have it someplace that your brain's actually going to trust that you're going to see it when you need it. And that's gonna, it's gonna, and then you allow yourself to be a really big bad boss, whether it be on Monday morning or Friday evening or whatever, saying like, 
that's not important. That's not important. That's not important. This is the only thing I want you to work on. Yep. You know, so that that's where we are in this in this list of getting towards how do we possibly balance ourselves when we're we care so much about our business and we want it to be great and, and we're not there yet and we're not barely even supporting ourselves, but there's a lot of potential. And I know I'm one of these people who could do this. How can I possibly balance myself when all I want is, is to be, is to get the success that will inherently make me out of balance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, that's the, that's the double entendre of, of what we're all trying to do. Yeah. So let's continue the conversation and, and, and I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll pitch it to, to you guys. You can fight over where we go next. I'm letting you go, Corbett. <laughs> I opened the door, walked wow, through. Wow, I just <laughs> stiff-armed you with a pause block. And you gave it up like a <laughs> like a little teenager on prom night. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, I got a couple that might seem a little bit unfair. All right, let's hear it. But they both, they both involve travel. Because there is nothing like the balance that you get when you're traveling. It totally takes you out of that thing. Whatever you thought was so important that you had Absolutely. to work on 80 hours a week, Absolutely. you head out in the world and visit a new place, and it just it's a reset button like nothing else is. And you said, you were talking last episode about um, heading, let's see where this alleyway takes us in Italy yeah. or whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. and feeling guilty about it. That never happens to me. I don't know if it does to anybody else, but when maybe for the first couple of days, sure. but eventually it's just like, you really get in a, a cool headspace where it's like, you know yeah. what, I'm I'm out exploring and the rest of the world is happening and I'm right here right now because everything's so fresh and new and in your face. Yeah. And I think there's a lot <clears throat> there's a lesson to learn from that about travel that it's not travel necessarily or being somewhere else, but it's in general uh experiencing new things because those have the ability to reawaken your senses and to get you out of a rut that you might be in. It's really easy to get in a rut with work where you're banging your head against the wall, feeling like you have to put the hours in because you're trying to accomplish something, but you kind of forget what you're trying to accomplish, and you work so much that it becomes counterproductive, yeah. and then you just feel like a piece of shit because you're mm-hmm. not getting anything done, and it's totally. like a shame spiral with yep. work sometimes. Uh, so taking a trip, for me, there's a couple of ways I do it, or there's a few ways. For example, next weekend, my wife and I are headed up for a couple of days to wine country, we stay in a nice hotel. We pamper ourselves for a couple of days. We drink wine, yep. relax, forget about work for a couple mm-hmm. of days. That's great. I do that with your wife too. Yeah. <clears throat> we alternate weekends because she likes to do it every weekend. <laughs> um, the uh, the other thing is, like for me, lo- you just took it and turned it so well. <laughs> what a great what a, what a gr- what a great way to roll with it. We uh, we have a lot of freedom. The the three of us on this, uh, Caleb and I, a little bit more than you, since you do have a um, a, a young tyke who is in sure. school and whatnot. But um, because of that freedom, we're able to take time off and travel. And so I like to head off for somewhere for a couple of weeks or even longer. Last year, we went to Italy for five weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, we went to Europe a couple of years ago for a month and a half. Yeah, we like to do that sort of thing in the summer as well. So just figure out some way that you can disconnect and go somewhere else and and whatever. Yeah. Um, and that really helps to hit the reset button and, and just totally rebalance your life and gives you better perspective on that question that we were asking last episode about what really matters. Yeah, like, that, what that, is this yeah. all about? And, you know, at the end of the day, if you think about, well, what would you do if you had unlimited money? Or what would you do if you had unlimited time? Mm-hmm. What would you be doing? And a lot of people 
for a lot of people, it's travel. It, it's spend time with friends. Yeah. You know, it's do things that I love and that I'm interested in instead of things that I have to because I feel like yeah. society or someone else wants me to do it. Yeah, it's interesting because for me, like the dream and the and the and the love was always was never really about travel. Like I, I don't know, I don't ever, I don't ever put it on my list that I that I want to travel necessarily. I don't ever like say, you know what I want to do more than anything else is I want to travel. But when I do travel, it's it always does exactly what you're saying, Corbett, where it just resets and refocuses me on what is important. Right. It shows me and reminds me how short life is, how much how, how how much there is to enjoy. It brings me back in touch with like the zest of life or whatever it is. Remember up that in. trip we took to New York? Yeah. Oh, wasn't that fun? I still think about that. Oh, that I was magical. Never, I still never tried cocaine, but like that felt like the whole week. It felt yeah. like yeah. I mean, I was up early in the morning running yeah. the Williamsburg Bridge. We were staying out partying till like four in the morning. I know. And I'd be up like nobody would want to go do the really nerdy coffee things that <laughs> that I did. And you know the interesting thing is like a lot of breakthroughs happen when you're on those trips. Yeah. That that help your work life eventually. We had some conversations yep. on that trip that led to a lot of stuff that we're doing now. Yep. I know that when I go away to somewhere new, it's just the ideas just flow. Yeah. And so paradoxically, by taking time away from work yeah. and balancing your life out better, you end up with all of these ideas and yep. you make a lot of progress when you hit the ground again. Yep, absolutely. So just for the listener, there is a... Uh, we're, <laughs> there is a... The hell that I live in. (laughs) A lot of construction going on right next door. And we're just going to have to deal with it. So I hope you're okay with it. I'll do whatever I can in post to help you deal with it. But but it's just fine. It's in the background somewhere. You're going to be okay. (laughs) In in another episode, we'll tell the story of the $1.2 million dump house next to me (laughs) in San Francisco (laughs) that was completely uninhabitable that someone bought in order to pour another million dollars into to completely renovate from the ground up so that they can then flip it for $3 million at some point next year. But first, there's going to be about six to nine months of construction next to my office, literally. They're jackhammering day and night. Uh, They wake us up every day. Mm -hmm. There's now a concrete truck outside. It's it's bliss. Suffice it to say, it's refocusing you on what is important. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which is what finding an office. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no. Uh, so, anyways, let's let's put a let's put a, a button a in, in this in this travel one. But I will say, like, I remember recently I went to Vegas just just because I had I could for uh, to we were, was we were going to have our fizzle retreat. It was you, me, and Caleb, and that was scheduled. And it was at the same time that microconf was happening, which uh, I just had a handful of friends going to that. So I flew in for one night to microconf and, uh, and just kind of like was able to say hi to everybody, see everybody just once, and then, and then pop over to the Bay Area for us to do our, our fizzle retreat up in Tahoe. I've never really been able to be that jet setter type. We've never really been able to afford it. We've never been able to take the time off from the work and all that stuff. But it was the first time that it was like one of the first times I've traveled without my son in so long where you're it's that thing where you're looking at the window and you're the plane's like descending and you and, take an Instagram and the sun. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and like now everybody now you take an Instagram. But but back in the day when you were traveling around Europe and you're getting like a, a two cent flight 
from Ryanair, from Ryanair, from Ireland, from Dublin, Ireland, to like you know Florence, Italy, or something like yeah. that, and you're paying only two- because people want to come the opposite direction. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so it's two cents, but you pay seventeen dollars in taxes, you know, or seventeen euro in taxes, and and you you get to go to Florence for <laughs> for a weekend, right, or whatever. Um, but the plane's coming down. You're looking out the window, and you're going, and you're just you're you've never been here before, or, or you're just in that mode where you're like. You're just as likely to pick up a journal and just start going like, Dear God, it's me again. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who I am and what I'm here for. I would love to to, yeah. to, to, to do something that I really care and I'm passionate about. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just plain brain, but it's yeah. the inspirational form. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's, I. That's, that's the best. Come alive in that. Like in an that, airplane. I have to, like, if I, if I go for too long without that little, like, magnetic sort of sink mm-hmm. uh, of, of just, like, getting, like, getting back to the elements so, yeah. somehow, you know what I mean? Of just, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's okay. And we can still have a little bit of a, we can still have, like, the world is still just a wondrous place. Yeah. You know? And, oh my goodness. The we only are, constant has changed. We are spinning out of control in an orbit around a massive sun that is, a ball of burning fucking gas. Yes. You know what I mean? And we're in one galaxy that's spinning around other galaxies. And like all of these things, like it's happening. I've been watching Cosmos, if you haven't. <laughs> Holy crud. Have you watched any of that? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes. Hey, he's here speaking at a conference right now. It's called, um, oh, I, I just love- heard about it. It's called, uh, it's like a gamification conference. Mm. Gamification is. Uh, I don't know why he's speaking that. How you how you use the worst of humanity to make, against itself to, to, to against itself. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually making it a point to never learn about gamification. Yeah, you know. But uh, even though you could do a lot of great stuff with it potentially, but you don't you, you don't teach people. Anyways, it's never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Neither here nor there. It, also, it, travel. It, you know, I almost want to make six point five. <laughs> a soft if, tip. If six is travel, six point five is watch Cosmos. The Fox. Uh, on Fox TV in the in the U.S., I don't know where you are, what's going on. You might, might remember in the '70s, Carl Sagan for PBS did this amazing, you know, what we know about the universe and kind of made it palatable. And uh, with executive producer, what's his name from Family Guy, which is such a trip. Seth um, MacFarlane. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and whoever else is writing this stuff are just brilliant. Well, and Carl Sagan's y- wife, y- Andrea. Exactly, it's just yeah. brilliant. It's it's brilliant. It's good. It provides a context. It's so funny because it's so cheesy, but you can't turn. But you're like not turning it off. Yeah, you re, you, you, like the cheesiness brings you in it to like is one of the probably one, some of the largest in like perspective shifts you'll ever have in your life mm-hmm. about who we are on this little tiny. It's good. You know, it's really good. Um, Piss some people off, but it's good. Oh, I bet it does. Right? You, they have a clear agenda in a couple different situations yeah it's called facts or yeah, the ex- truth exactly yeah. you know and and so regardless uh, what do you guys think does that go down to 6.5 because it's funny because the, the last one we did one and then sure. 1.5 yeah six and six point five. we i say something that i feel seriously passionate about and you add some color commentary to it yeah well don't it's in the it's, form it's, of yeah, it's neil degrasse tyson but we some didn't media it's not about consume. it's not about race you know what i mean what? You said I had some <laughs> oh, color commentary. Dump bump. Ba-dump-bump-bump. Bump. Never is about race, as my friends from Bionic would tell you. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and write Cosmos there. Hey, by the way, I didn't get to this in the last episode. Remember a couple episodes ago, we asked people, and we still are asking you, send us an email with oh, your, we got some good ones. your favorite inside joke. 
In fact, I keep forgetting, and I see those in the uh, in the intercom that yeah, we use. Yeah, for, yeah. And I'm like, "What? Why did somebody just write in with that joke?" And I'm yeah, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I've started uh, I've started up a Google Doc, and I I get some of them. Do you get some of them too? I just see them. I you just see them. I happen to spy on what you're doing. Okay, so uh, so the ones that we've heard a lot of gluten free crackers so far. Uh, winner so far has been gluten free crackers. Do you think we're just going to hear the ones that we said most? Right. This is what this is the question of analytics. Yeah. You know, are are we just seeing what we're measuring? Yeah. Right. In some ways, but uh, but we let's just there's the few that I've heard gluten free crackers for this just concept of like we have to make money. Yeah. Like, you don't nobody to gets, buy some expensive. Nobody crackers. gets to just like not make money. This yeah. is a lot of the jungle. Mary's uh, gone crackers. <laughs> exactly. Mary's. Those things are tasty. There you are. It's mostly flaxseed. Yeah. Uh, and you you can you can watch them on the way out too. Um, <laughs> And uh, what else? What else has there been? Uh, what, what else have you seen? Uh, there's been a there's been a handful. Uh, uh, Gluten free crackers, wacky. Someone was like, like, "Oh yeah, the, we're just a couple, I, I a couple of wacky guys." I accidentally let that word come out of my mouth. <laughs> I think it came from um, like I'm <laughs> I'm. What was it? It was like the uh, the gotcha guy. I'm oh yeah the gotcha guy of the internet of the internet. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm Terry, the gotcha guy of the internet, and I'm here to pull the curtain back. <laughs> Salty Anyways. droid. Yeah. Salty droid. That's okay. right. Okay, so let's get into um, into uh, the next the next thing. So that was Corbett's. Yeah, Caleb, where do you, where do you go, man? So I want to hear from you guys what your daily like schedule habit ritual is because I think it's really interesting. And people find posts and books about like the day to day schedules of creative people. There's a book called Daily Rituals: How Artists Work, and it walks through 161 different famous people everywhere from like Ben Franklin and uh, Picasso and people like that. It outlines how their days were. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys, you know, what are your ideal days like and how often do you actually stick to that schedule for, for creating and working and living too? All right. Uh, great question, Caleb. Mine is probably a little boring, but we'll see how it comes out. Uh, so I wake up, fairly late in the day now, this is your ideal day right this is this i stick to this probably 80 percent. i mean the beginning part of it okay uh but yeah let's go with with ideal day i wake up pretty late about let's say if it's my ideal day it's not too late for me which would be mm, nine so you're totally cool with being a lazy pos yes okay got it so i wake up about nine o'clock uh on a bad day i wake up at nine thirty. Mm-hmm. on a bad day i wake up too early, but for me, nine o'clock, that's a good time. So, nine o'clock, wake up, uh, make some tea, green tea. Sit down and uh, contemplate what my day is going to be about. Mm -hmm. So, try to get on top of it. What do I want to accomplish during the day? That may or may not involve looking at a task list or some uh, journal notes that I've written down about things that I'm working on, but try to get a jump on that. Then, generally, I'll check in with you guys with the team to kind of see what's going on if there are any fires like yeah. look by looking in slack or whatever that we mm-hmm. use at the time to communicate with i try not to get drug into email or support or anything until later in the day you don't do drugs i don't do drugs so mm-hmm. i check in on the team but not on other stuff that's going on in the world yeah. Yeah. uh then um i jump into whatever it is creatively that i need to work on during the day mm-hmm. hopefully it's producing something yeah. writing uh scripting something uh, working on some code, software, whatever mm-hmm. that is, getting that out of the way. Uh, break for lunch around noon. I don't eat breakfast. 
so I break for lunch uh, or brunch in my case, I guess, ar- around 1130 or noon. Uh-huh. Uh, get back to work for a while. Then I like to go to the gym in the afternoon. My best time's around three or so. Mm. Then uh, come back, get some more work done and try to stop. I usually try to wrap it up around six o'clock, 630. That's mm-hmm. when I take the dog out for a walk. Then I come home, uh, enjoy dinner with my wife. Either we go somewhere or we make something together. We make a meal together. You might make love. Sit down, relax, maybe make love while we're waiting for the soup to boil. (laughs) Um, Boils soup. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good question. (laughs) Me. Me. Then uh, after dinner. He's like, how else am I going to break down the starches in those potatoes? (laughs) Then after dinner. it kind of depends on the evening. Sometimes might I'll work. Might make love again. Might make love for a, sec- a third, fourth time. Yeah. We uh, also tend to, uh, you know, go out, have a drink, visit some friends, whatever. Uh-huh. Or uh, sometimes I'll work late at night. Sometimes I get in a good flow from 10 until no- till midnight or 10 till 1 in the morning, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's it. And I kind of enjoy that day. Yeah. Uh, when we're in Mexico, I, it's a little bit different. I still wake up later. Except that I like to go surfing a decent amount in yeah. the mornings, and uh, sometimes you have to get up a little bit early for that, but it's okay because yeah. it's surfing. Caleb, what would your ideal day look like? Uh, my pretty regular day is wake up at 7, uh, let the dog out, feed the dog, start working, work for two, two and a half hours or so, then Jen wakes up, I eat breakfast, then work for another couple mm-hmm. hours, break for lunch, go for a walk after lunch usually, then I'll work Where to? the whole afternoon. Uh, just around here. Take the dog, go for a loop. Uh huh. And then a loop, uh, a poop scoop loop, a poop scoop loop, <laughs> <laughs> poop loop. So, sometimes that happens, yeah, with the dog. Well, sure. then, it's a poop loop, but I bring the scoop. <laughs> then some sort of exercise in the afternoon if I'm not working too hard, and then try to stop by five or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, uh, it's interesting. I, I'm starting to get to a point where, uh, with my son, where, where I, like my dream is I get up and I'm out of the house before anybody's awake, and I get to go, you know, whether to the office or normally the, there's a new coffee shop right at my house that's great. And so, just getting there, it's my coffee family. Say hi to them. Wait, this is first thing. Yeah, like normally I like to get like I'd love to be up at six in the morning, get out because to then, coffee. There, there are establishments that are open at oh, that yeah. time of day. Yeah, yeah, they open at six. Kova opens at six. And so go in there, start just get my strong cup of coffee, kind of, and, and just get, just get, I, I just go, normally I know exactly what I'm, what I should be in, and I like to get it straight into it. Um, whether Work-wise. That's designing, yeah. or coding, or writing, or whatever, right? Um, that, those are my, from 6 to, from 6.30 to about, from 6.30 to about 10, or my friend, that's, that's the, that's the only really good work I get. In terms of creative energies, like that's it. That's that's from that I I'll, I will produce. You're the work. done by the time I even. I will produce the work of ten men in terms of like creative firepower. Yeah. In that in the like the idea that ends up being the thing that makes the thing big will happen then. Yeah. Right. Mine's uh, the same way. First thing in the morning, get the best work done. Totally. And then it's a matter of just kind of stewarding my energy for the rest of the day. Hmm. Um. So I work out typically around ten thirty. Go and do my you know fifty minute lifting thing and then get a good bre- get a good lunch around 11 30 then uh just kind of i get always get a shot of espresso at one uh and just kind of try to get through that that afternoon whatever it ends up being so, so and here's the challenge i want a daily routine in terms of like this is what i do every day uh and what i feel like 
where we're at in our business is like we need a weekly routine in terms of like, you know, Monday we end up working on things like this. And Tuesday we end up working. And if we don't check in on this thing by Friday, then we got to make sure that we do that first thing. You know, it's like there's, yeah, I have that there's, kind of rhythm, too. I you know, because like. now it's like Friday afternoons is when I do interviews and record stuff with other people nice. yeah. and have meetings and stuff. And then, yeah, like Monday and Tuesday, it's usually making either blog posts or outlines or scripts for courses or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like Wednesday, Thursday is like editing and miscellaneous tasks and stuff. So yeah, I feel like there's a weekly routine. There is too. something like that. And for me, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are workout days. And so that's on my calendar, mm-hmm. you know, at 10.30 to 11.30. It. It's, it's there. It's every day. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So that means <clears throat> Tuesdays and Thursdays wide open, right? So normally if there's a lunch or if there's a podcast interview or something like that, it happens on those days because... But what I actually probably should do is put those on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because just the nature of the fact that there's that you're getting out and you're you, like you 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 have to you have to exercise. I, I mean, maybe I don't know if we should probably. This is probably it's proven. A tip. It's proven. This you have to probably a tip. Like you're literally made in a body. Yes, you literally yeah, have a body, flesh and bone, and your mind is literally a part of your body. Yep, it literally. Uh, this is a thing, and your happiness use it is or lose it directly associated with this thing it's yes. connected this is a connection yeah between your exercise it doesn't mean you have to be this body weight or that body weight it just means you got to move man mm-hmm. you got to get out of the chair you got to walk you got i mean like you know getting out walking barefoot on a bumpy road you're gonna have some different kinds of thoughts than you'd be thinking sitting i feel in some- like if you made a soul record it'd be called you gotta move man you gotta move man <laughs> you gotta move man man you gotta move man You're just waiting for something to happen here? I'm waiting for the beat to drop. <laughs> it's a dubstep soul record. <laughs> oh, this is one of those episodes where Caleb hopes that people aren't tuning in for the first time. I feel like I just wonder... <laughs> When people are going to stop listening to this episode? <laughs> I just, I feel sorry for people who... My best explanation for dubstep is listening to Transformers do it. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Oh, that's good. I love that it's like so precious to do it. Do it. Like it's not He like- kind of like almost didn't let it out. <laughs> listening to Transformers do it. Oh my goodness, like the way you'd probably say it to a grandpa. Oh yeah. What are the Transformers? God, that's a really good one, Caleb. That was great. That's really, really good. You put that in your act, Caleb. That's 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 six that's six point seven. Is Five. dubstep dubstep is like listening to Transformers do it. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, but but in there, uh, there was there was just something there about exercise, I think. That I mean we we all kind of we all mentioned something about it. Mm-hmm. Um just the and that has been a really big thing for me. And I guess part of it has been, Corbett, when you told me about leangains.com and like the, this like lifting, uh, you know, yeah. sort of schedule and stuff like that, everything shipped. Like for some reason, like, like that really clicked for me. Yeah. And I found a routine, very, very dumb, very, very simple that I've, I've been doing for three and a half years almost now. You know, I just, I, I love it. Sometimes you got to lift heavy. <laughs> Sometimes you got to lift heavy. Heavy. <laughs> it makes you, it, Certain kinds of people relate to it, and it just makes you feel good, like in a animalistic yeah. kind of way. Yeah, I'm part of. I'm like really. Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, I feel very drawn towards saying like we were built for this, you know, yeah. humans. But I, I'm. I'm open to the fact that maybe. But I also feel great 
after going for a run sometimes. Totally. So it's like I like totally. to alternate. I think there's things. a lot. Of, I think there's yeah. a lot. What you got to you got to just find what works for you, and yeah. it might just be walking around the block for. Welcome you know, to an the hour. Fizzle Fitness Hour. Don't fizzle out on your fitness. That's my little. That's my little sting <laughs> for that one. Yeah. Your jingle. My, my jingle jangle. You jangle. So, uh, but I'm gonna actually write down exercise uh, here for number seven because what we mentioned is what time we actually do it. Because the truth is, if you're going to take your body seriously, because if you want to take your business seriously, if you want to take your mind seriously, you've got to take your body seriously. Um, and that, that has to do with your, your nutrition and the whole nine yards. You don't have to be crazy about it. Yeah. But you just got to have an idea about it. You have a vision for it. And yeah. if you're going to do that, it's got to be, it's, it's, got, it's going to happen in the day. For and people who are listening to this, who are like just blowing by this, yeah, I've heard, you're, spo- yeah. You know, you're supposed to exercise, whatever. It is a life-changing thing when you finally realize that you, you're getting a little older. You can't coast through your 20s by being like sunken into a chair 12 hours a day every day without getting out and doing something. You need to take care of your body because like, you become far more productive when you take that time out of your day to get the blood flowing, to yeah. just feel better about yourself because you're looking after the instrument that the universe gave you absolutely and you know what's like kind of just like with creative work with design your the limitations always spark creativity they do not inhibit creativity yeah with a workout with an exercise with a thing on your calendar Mm -hmm. it will spark your creativity and And you're like i gotta get this thing done so i can go to the gym it will it when you limit your amount of time in a day versus you like you show up and it's like oh my god it's eight in the morning like i could do so many things today and then you end the day going like i'm a piece of crap yeah and i hate myself because now i'm caught up on all my friends who have babies on facebook you know or whatever instead of doing a bunch of other stuff um exercise is that little thing in my in my day that's like man i would kill for that hour that extra hour in the day to do something else for like this, this project to put towards you know the new dashboard within fizzle or something yeah. like that but it's sacred yeah it is sacred i do not totally do and because and once that, you start blowing that off yeah you're done then it's like blowing off dinner with your wife that you had planned or whatever it's, 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 it's a, like it's a downward spiral. it's a commitment to yourself and it's either sacred or it isn't and it teaches you it teaches you what commitment means it also it's going to be tough like when you you've been on a wart run before you know what it's like at minute 17 when you're just like oh this is no good man. i'm turning around this is no good but if you like depending on the, like I, that's why i, I will not like run when on you it. and when you took caleb and i out for that that well we're just gonna go for a couple Short miles jog. yeah a couple yeah miles. it was a couple miles I mean, maybe it was three again it was like four and a half and then a couple miles back yeah yeah, yeah. i guess i don't know but it was in tahoe we were on a lake yeah it was gorgeous we were at elevation yeah it was true it was tough but um but there's just i don't know like that's why I don't. I can't run on a track. I can't run on a track because I will stop. Mm-hmm. I will stop. I have to go run in a straight line, essentially. And I'm listening to my run keeper, and it says like, okay. And I have an idea of where I'm going because then I have to get back. And I'm just, I'm just not going to walk back. I might run a lot slower, but I'm yeah. just not going to walk back. So just, but so that idea of, of this is me. This is me playing this game between my two ears. Yeah. You know, this is this is mental, and I have to overcome that. Um, obstacle every monday wednesday and friday and there there's just something that's built into that that is just that was what it, that's what it looks like to be human and that is necessary for capital p productivity that doesn't burn you out so uh this was a sub tip no this is a full tip seven okay well yeah i have a tip that's really related okay let's hear it what is it 
it is generally limits on your workday, hmm. artificial limits on your workday. And exercise is one of those. Gym time is one of those. But some of these I like to alternate through and try different things to just kind of keep it fresh. But I like to put constraints on myself that force me to stop and, and, and change my mindset and do something else that's not work-related. What's an example? Well, I've got six of them here. Gym, oh, wow. time's, gym time's one of them. So these are going to be six quick sub-points okay. for this, this overall bullet. Uh, the first one I call Analog Sunday. I didn't come up with that term myself, but the wow. idea there is to close the laptop, turn off the phone, and live your life in the real world and get offline for a full day wow. every day on oh, Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Analog Sunday. That's You're something. doing this now? No, these are things, again, that I alternate. No. Like, I'll do it for a while, no. and then, you know, and then change sometimes it Sometimes I dress like a man, sometimes I dress like a woman. Exactly. So what? Exactly. Uh, another one is to force a short work day to say... This week, I'm going to work from 10 to 4. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know, or I'm going to work from 6 to noon, and that's it. And I'm going to take every afternoon off this week and see what that does just to the di- dynamic mm-hmm. of my workday to force it into this constrained, mm-hmm. I'm only going to work 30 hours this week, whatever. Yeah. That can be really interesting. You like things come out of that. Like you Absolutely. learn things about yourself. When you see what, what work actually produces results and what doesn't. And guess what? When you have one day to work in a week, and you and you force yourself to take the next six days off. Yeah. When you get back to that one day again, you're going to be like, "This is z- zero BS. I'm jumping right into the things that matter, and let's go because we're going to Disneyland tomorrow or something like that." You know. Yep. And you know what? Um, this brings up something that I think is a, a bigger point, which is when people say, "Oh, I can't. I have a lot of work to do," or when you tell yourself, "I got a lot of lot of work to do," whatever. Yeah. And then you try a either a maybe a four day work week or you try a forced short day, five-hour day or something yeah. for a while, you realize there's a lot of bullshit in your mind about mm-hmm. how much you actually have to work yep. because you end up wasting a bunch of time surfing Google News, reading TechCrunch, blah, 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 going yep. over and around and around in circles, sitting in front of your laptop, which you're telling yourself is work, but really it's an excuse for not doing what you should be doing, for not living your life and, and talking to real people and getting out in the world, yeah. uh, it's really easy to hide behind your laptop a lot. And so mm-hmm. those short work days to say, you know what, I'm closing the laptop at noon today and the world is my oyster, but I have wow, to get I out there. I've never done that. And I would like to. I mean, just to, to artificially just, pr- just put that limitation in place. Do it. Because it would force me to... It, it, would, it would allow me to say, like, oh, there's, there's probably 93 restaurants in Portland I'd love to go to yeah. that I haven't yet yeah. that are just amazing. And it's like, of course I'm not going to go to the, I haven't been able to, because it's like, there's always stuff to do, and yeah. I'm going to get it with the family, but it's like, also seeing a movie during the day, like going on to see a matinee at three, right. when I, I saw Gravity by myself at three in the afternoon on a work day. It was, like, I, it was one yeah. of the most meaningful movie experiences of my life. And that, like the movie was phenomenal if you see it in the right theater. Yeah, uh, don't don't watch it on your iPhone. <laughs> you know, but okay. Do you have do you have right, a couple? Yeah, others? I got some more. Uh, okay, uh, no work after X in the afternoon. That's mm-hmm. a good one. That's kind of like what I said, but not as extreme. Maybe just to say, you know yeah. what? On Wednesdays, I'm not going to work after X. Um, we do a form of this, my wife and I, which is to stop early in the day ritually if it's sunny outside. Because here, like in San Francisco, we have this thing where the fog rolls in at night yeah. and it gets kind of cold. Yeah. So if at 5 o'clock it's warm and sunny and hot out, yeah. then I text her or she texts me and it's just happy hour, question mark. Yeah. And we 
grab the dog and head over to a place that's outdoor and we have a beer and relax yeah, and we totally. do that at five or whatever, which is an early uh, end of the day for me. Um, we have uh, a, a morning every week on Tuesdays where I don't do anything. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I'm <laughs> off the grid yeah. on Tuesdays until about noon because we have a housekeeper that comes over. So she and I go to a cafe, we catch up on her work stuff, and then we go run some errands and yeah. do that sort of thing. It's nice to have that ritual. This morning, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And um, it kind of sees, it lets you see wow, that. Wow, how great to do that in the morning instead of in the evening. Like, oh, we have a date night. Uh, for me, like to be able to have like three hours with my wife, kind of like to do some errands or walk around and do some stuff rather than like just have to go like sit at a restaurant and like just, you know, yeah. do whatever. Well, something like, that does on top of, you know, everything gets done at the same time there. So it's when you have something that comes up on Thursday or Friday, it's like, oh, we just talk about it on Tuesday. Like, we don't talk about it now. We don't go run that errand now. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't interrupt yeah. you the rest of the week either. Totally, yeah. And that, that helps with expectations. And, it, and it's, it's a, I mean, if you give a morning of your work week to your spouse, like, that's a big deal. They, they understand, you know, that that's normally like work time. And yeah. to mm-hmm. set that time aside, um, that's a nice little connection that we have during the week that you wouldn't normally have. And, yeah. And plus, let me tell you, going to Costco or something on Tuesday at 10 a.m., there's no better time of the week to get errands done <laughs> than Tuesday at 10 a.m. because there is no one anywhere. You can just waltz in and waltz out. Yeah, I mean, shop, that's actually a really big deal. It like saves a, huge, a bunch of time. Huge productivity point. Shop at Costco during the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, before, yeah, before like lunch. Uh, anyway, you get, you get the point. You get the point. The idea like, is yeah. to put... Just to try artificial limits on your workday uh-huh. and to cycle through them and keep it fresh and say, you know what, for the next month, I'm going to try this. I'm going to take Fridays off. Or yeah. it's summertime. This is a great thing um, for the whole theme of this yeah. talk, which is, and a lot of firms do this in New York, they have summer Fridays programs where, you know, it's August in New York. Nobody's here anyway. Let's give everybody Friday off. Yeah. And um, that can be, you know, try it yourself. For us, it's a little weird because we live in different places and stuff. And mm. Caleb doesn't have seasons. And yeah. I live in Mexico in the winter. But give yourself Fridays off in the summer. See how that works out. You'll probably get as much done as you normally would. Mm. I like that. That's really good. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. So I'm hearing, I love this idea of alternative uh, sort of alternative constraints on your workday. It just forces you to stop and to change and to just roll with it. And it's like the idea of like uh, muscle confusion yeah. and, and workout, which I, I don't do at all. I do the same six workouts, right. the same six exercises every week. But like when you when you, you work out one way for three weeks and then you completely shift it for a week, like you're, apparently there's this idea that your muscles will actually adapt, do, adapt and do yeah. much more work in a short, short amount of time, grow a lot more yeah. simply because they're, this, they, they're forced to roll with something new. Or at least that's what that company would have us believe exactly at least that's that's what they would say um caleb do you have one more for us because i have i have one more uh, i have a bunch of books uh, I, I think recommend. i think we're gonna have to put them in the show notes can we can we do i you, can just yeah. run through them quickly right. we'll let's do that but but do you have another i think because we're we're at eight right now Oof. and i'm just seeing like this if we could pull this around to a perfect 10 uh i get, i mean i have another one if you need it and but, i have but, one but i've been talking uh, okay, Chase. I got one. Yeah. Okay, what do you got, Caleb? Okay, so similar to the lines of restraining yourself by the total number of hours you work or which mm-hmm. hours you work, make a calendar that's like a zero-based calendar. So it's like every minute on your calendar for the day has something on it. So if you have appointments at like 11, then you record a podcast at 2 or something, fill in the rest of the day with tasks. 
Hmm. Hmm. So I got this idea from Greg Hickman, and he wrote a blog post about it on his site. But you know, even if it's little tasks, give yourself fifteen to thirty minutes for each of those tasks. Interesting. And how does that work? So basically, you'd figure out like what you have to work on that day, and instead of you know sitting down at eight or nine in the morning, okay, what am I going to start with? You just work on whatever thing is currently on your calendar, and you get to the hour mark, and maybe you're not done. You just start working on the next thing. Hmm. So it it takes away. It's kind of like a CEO mode of planning out your day entirely with a schedule. Yeah. And so I, I did that last week, and I think it works better when you have a lot of bigger projects. Like I had a lot of video editing to do, so it was like edit this lesson during this time frame and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Versus when you have a lot of like little things to do. But you yeah. can put down multiple things in like a half hour to an hour chunk or something like that. The cool thing about all these is they're just little experiments. Like just try it. Mm-hmm. There's it doesn't cost you anything to totally. try it for a day. See totally. if you learn like something. For instance, from it. well, this one, the zero based calendar, Caleb, makes me think of that'd be fun to do for a week for me every so often. Mm-hmm. Because if I did that, too, maybe if I did it just on a daily basis, well, the the thing that makes me think of is like, well, if I I go a little bit late on this one fifteen minute thing, then then I'm I'm screwed for the rest of the day. Because mm-hmm. you know I have to like 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 the old Gantt charts and project management where it's like, oh no, and then this that and the other, and you have to make this huge software and like OmniPlan where 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 like this dependency controls this that and the other, and if you go late on this one, then it readjusts the whole entire schedule for you, yeah. which is actually really nice if you're going to sit there and make a plan for like five and a half hours. Um, which I've done before, but uh, but what I, what's so wonderful about this idea, Caleb, is like you just like what you said, it forces you to actually think about what you're going to do, and and it forces you to think about what you're going to do given the actual physical constraints of the time that you have, because you are going to die someday, and you only got these many hours. You only have two hours between one and three. So what are you going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and I and I like that uh, that brutal truth about that you know what i mean and another system but like by actually your friend don miller is the storyline productivity kind of planner thing that he Mm -hmm. has and Mm -hmm. that's very similar it's like the start of the day you say like what you're going to accomplish for the day and at the very bottom you put your mission and all this stuff and it has the hours laid out and it is very what do you what do you like about about that over other things you think well that one makes you step back and say like what your greater mission is and so you think about that every single day you have to write that at the bottom mm-hmm. of the storyline planner that he has and mm. it's free to download if you go to the show notes of this episode but i think that one's a little bit better because you like actually step back and you plan out just your three main tasks and then there's a tiny little spot at the bottom for all the miscellaneous little things yeah but it makes you focus on the main three things you're going to do and then what your calendar looks like for the day yeah, it's 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 he did a lot of great work on that. And actually, we had this the show notes too, Caleb. Uh, Don's interview with uh, Eric Fisher from Beyond the To Do List is really really good. He mm-hmm. gets into like kind of like how he developed this the storyline productivity plan and like or life plan or whatever it ends up being, mm-hmm. uh, and and, I, and like the re- the books that went into it, the ideas that came in behind it, and and basically where like the, the sort of nucleus for these ideas came from and why they end up being so powerful. And it's mm-hmm. really really good. Um, <laughs> All right, so I'm going to add my, my last little one here, okay? Okay. And I it, feel like it's not going to be a little one. It, well, maybe. I don't know. You know how I like to kind of yeah. pull, it, pull it back around to something soft and gooey. It's a gooey tip. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, but it's, it's listen, work-life balance. And it, you, you actually already touched on it, Caleb, this idea of the mission. Um, listen, you're going to be so much happier 
You guys, we all are. We know statistically how to be happy. And serving other people is going to be is a huge part of it. So, uh, like if you go if you stop being so stupid and selfish, if I could tell myself, "Hey, quit quit fantasizing about what couch you're going to buy, you silly silly person." For example. Yeah, for example, right? Quit fantasizing about the coffee table that you want to get and and understand what's at stake for the people that you have access to right now. Like You're such a home decor queen. <laughs> I just I, I I dream about bags and coffee tables. What can I say? Um, it, it, this idea of service, okay? There's this there's this lesson in the defining your audience course, which might be some of my my best work called uh, Ser- service is the secret sauce. Uh, and it is st- it's one of those like mind ch- mindset changing sort of, you know, things about like listen you could be this kind of business or you could be that kind of business. Here's the difference between the two. But it gets into this idea of if you build like like what's your goal? Is your goal to be is your goal really to make money? Is it like like is your goal like Henry Ford has some quote about like any business that just makes money is pretty much a waste of time. Uh, and I don't know what, what that means. That also, you know, you're putting money on the table, right? Like when you say a quote, and then you go, I don't know what this means. I don't but. know what that means. But it, some people, there's, that's one way of looking at things. And what he's getting at is this idea of like, let's also change the world. Let's also do something interesting. Let's also, uh, let's also feed the hungry and set the f- slaves free. And let's also help people to stop worrying about the stupid things that we know are stupid, but we worried about for way too freaking long. Right. You know what I mean? Like I know what it looks like to be a young capable capable, uh, opportunistic entrepreneur with a, with a good heart and who's just sitting there scared to death and worrying and screwing things up and like trying this, that, and the other. And I wish to God I could just grab my younger self by the shoulders, shake me and say like, you're going to be fine. Smile. Enjoy yourself. Right. Work a little bit more towards this area because you're really good at that and good, get good at that. Yeah. Like realize that that's a gift. You know? That's why everybody wants a mentor. That's why mentoring is. That's why it's so powerful to yeah. have one. You know, uh, but this idea of service is what, who, not what is your mission. Who is your mission, mm. and can you get really specific with those people? That crew, unicycle riding, uni- utilicilt wearing, North Portlanders. I can't wait to hear how this relates to work life balance. When you have. This it's, it's I'll tell you. I mean, Caleb already nailed it. This idea of at the bottom of the product, the daily productivity plan, is you write on every sheet on every day what your greater mission is, right? And I and I think one really helpful key for mm-hmm. me in that is who your greater you know mission is. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I think of uh, you know Brooke or Matt or a, a bunch of the other fizzlers that we know by name and like like so many of them, right? Like I see where they're struggling and what's at stake and how difficult this is. And I'm reminded of like, this is about earning a living. Like what I love so much about this question about how, like doing independent business is it's, is it's, who am I? And what am I here for? And what is life all about anyways? You know, because I could go get a job at the Gap right now. I could, well, go, I could go get a job folding shirts somewhere or pumping gas somewhere. No offense to anybody. Who's- <laughs> I could go get a job, right? I could go get a job. I could be a janitor. I mean, it's very real that I would I could potentially be more happy being a janitor, literally cleaning other people's shit for a living, getting two weeks a year of vacation, and just staying really close to my family and, and being uh, just a just like a down to earth guy. Less anxiety, at least. Yeah, less anxiety is right. 
you know, but I'm work, but I, I just am so compelled to work so hard. And either that's because I want to be a fancy artist guy or I want to be a well-known guy. That can be about vanity. That can be about money. That can be about whatever you want it to be. So this question, this last bit, bit for me is, is, is the service angle on that first question of, you know, what, what's the point or the first point? Who is the point? What's the point? You know, what, what do you want? One great way to just take that and turn it up on its head is like, where, where's the problem that you're going to solve? And specifically, who is it that has that problem? And get involved. Let them pitch their problem to you. This is a, like a, you know, a, a lean startup thing is they pitch the problem to you, customer development. Let them pitch their problem to you before you tell them about any solution. Let them pitch your problem to you, their problem to you before you figure out what the solution is. Because then you'll come up with a, a great solution for them that actually hits right to where the pain is for that for those people for those people right and it might be that person and but typically that person is representative of a crew you know I, I like the idea of a crew because who likes the word niche niche please I like the idea of a crew because it's like you know you could think about like a biker gang in Oakland but you don't think about all biker gangs everywhere necessarily yeah and when you started a biker gang in Oakland. Like chances are, you could get successful. You could you could you could permeate that scene, and and then understand more about what it's like in you know Halifax and and all these other places. Biker gangs in Halifax. <laughs> I don't know why I went to Nova Scotia. This is weird. I was thinking about Arizona. Is this and like Halifax. the Canadian lobster mafia. <laughs> it's perfect. Well, the irony here being, it's five oh five, and this is a this is a conversation about work life balance. And Caleb, I know. He said, I really, I really want to be done by five. And I'm the only thing between me and being done on time. You're right the only, you're the well, only. I got number Chase. 10 here. Oh, <laughs> let's hear you it. You number 10? Wait, so it? that was number nine? That was 10. But was we can oh, get, let's we can do 10.1. 10. 10. 10.1. So my 10 is actually a list of 10 No, books. I love that. Actually, this His idea. 10 is my not 10, your 10. My 10. <laughs> yeah, like, that's good. Because you're going you're gonna to have mine. a 10 too. Okay, go. So my 10 is 10 books. And I'm just going to go quickly. So the first two are about play and how it's important to creativity and actually working. And the first one's called Play, How It Shapes the Brain, Opens Imagination, and Invigorates the Soul by Stuart Brown. Huh. And then a more down-to-earth version of that is called Play It Away by Charlie Hohen, who worked with Tim Ferriss and Ramit Sethi and stuff. And he basically got burned out and then learned that he needed to take it easy and play a little bit more than work. Hmm. And I read that uh, last weekend. Uh, another book is The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Hmm. And this one I think is important because some of these things like exercise that we're talking about, he breaks down how you build habits and how you have to figure out what the trigger is to actually start a habit so that you have the recurring part of it. Yep. So that book helped me build habits. Um, another book is Daily Rituals, How Artists Work. I mentioned this in the last episode, but it basically it breaks down 160 people talking about what their day-to-day life is like. So like what we talked about, like what time do you wake up? When do you work out? What do you do throughout the day? Um, another book that's a collaboration by 99U, with, which has people, I think, like Seth Godin and Chris Gillibo in it, is called Manage Your Day-to-Day. And it has a lot of contemporary creative people that do stuff online and uh, and are like writers and entre- entrepreneurs and stuff. And it, they all talk about how their day works together. Um, then another tag team from Todd Henry. One is The Accidental Creative, How to Be Brilliant at a Moment's Notice. That one talks a lot about managing your energy, working with a mastermind group to keep you productive on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. Uh, another book by him is called Die Empty, Unleash Your Best Work Every Day. I heard a great interview with him by, uh, 
a guy named Dana on the Convergence podcast, uh, where he was. T- it was like just before that book came out, or just as that was coming out, and he talked mm-hmm. a lot about that. Uh, it was it was a great interview. The concept of dying empty was really compelling to me. Yeah, and I recently listened to that book as well, and that one really helped open my eyes too. Another one is "Do the Work" by Stephen Pressfield, and that one's more in the how to battle against procrastination and maybe living too much and not actually getting the work done. Yeah. And then the last two are two that I haven't read, but Barrett actually told me to mention in this episode. And he said, well-being, the five essential elements. And that one talks through like the physical, the spiritual, the relationship, um, the five different areas of your life that you kind of have to manage all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is Thrive by Aring, or sorry, uh, Ariana Huffington. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Chris Johnson did the uh, did the uh, the trailer for that trailer one, for that one. Yeah. That was really cool. Okay, so hold on, Caleb. I'm going to pull, call you to task here. Corbin, I'm going to call you to task, too. There was one pl- one other thing to look at, uh, like one piece of resource, information, book, uh, something out there, right? So you just mentioned 10 books, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have time. I don't even have time to read two of those, but I might have time to read one of them mm-hmm. next, right? So, Caleb... What one of those, if you were going to say, okay, if you're only going to read one from this whole list, which one would it be? If you haven't read the three Stephen Pressfield books, I would do those which ones. one is the best? Which one is the best for you? Like right now, you're saying you got someone like it's the only time you're going to see him. You got all three of them. I can give you one of these. What's which is which one? Probably is War be? of Art because it covers the other ones. Yeah, but it's got off be, right? my list because that wasn't on there. I would say Die Empty. Die Empty. It was yeah. really good. You liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Corbett. Read something by uh, Bernard Moitissier. Whoa. <laughs> he is a, <laughs> he's a French sailor, uh, famous circumnavigator of the globe, who has written a number of books. He grew up in Vietnam, has a pretty interesting childhood, and um, spent years on a sailboat by himself. And that environment really makes you ponder what life is, there, is all about. Is there a specific book that you... Uh, one of his most famous is called The Long Way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, another good one is Sailing to the Reefs. Wow. And these are these are things that are just getting you to think about like what matters. And- it just really gets you to think about what is That's the goddamn why point. You, you like sailing, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, I, I would need something like that to be like, oh, I understand like mm-hmm. what the vision of sailing is now. Yeah. You know, for me, uh, uh, it would, I mean, War of Art, it, it's the only of, of those, all those books that we've even mentioned that I've, that I've read and, and that it's the only one that, that's like literally on my desk. No matter, it, it's always on my desk. And if I get five minutes, I'll pull, I'll open it up and I'll just look at it and that's all I need, right? Um, so I would, I would have to say that, but I would also say there's a lot of things that, uh, there's a lot of like Alan Watts stuff out there. Like there's a lot of actually audio recordings of him and he's sort of a pompous prickish sort of dude actually when you hear his like english accent and it's like you know a lot of people they think the world looks like this but it doesn't oh you're pretty good it doesn't (laughs) however some of those animated youtubes of him talking are incredible dude like the guy he's the guy for like what matters for me right now and you're right there's buddhisty stuff in there you got to take a grain of salt because he was a defrocked there's there's a minister he was Yeah. yeah and that's what part of what makes him so great I think, uh, but anyways, anyways, he, he, the Buddhist stuff, I, I, I'm like, take it or leave it on a lot of the stuff, but some of the core essential bits, it's like, you, you don't get better than this. Yeah. You just don't. But there's, there's a handful of other peripheral sort of 
things in there that's like you know, okay that's not that's not necessary that, or, or like to me i don't i don't feel like the calling to that the way that like these these ideas are un- unbelievable like this shakes everything and it's the never's heard it said more true than that hello and welcome to the fizzle spiritual hour i, I will go listen i will literally <laughs> i will start a physical a fizzle a physical fizzle podcast just on the spiritual things because i just feel like all of the work is in it um with that said we've gotten through 10 we're doing multiple tens. This is incredible. Uh, there's a lot in here, and I actually, I'm really surprised by how uh, how powerful some of these ideas are. The idea of alter, uh, like uh, artificial constraints on on your day, yep. just just randomly, just almost like a you you, you just kind of like do the magic eight ball in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, what's today going to be? Yeah, like and, the little Coke and whiskey yeah. mixed together. <laughs> and you no no not, not that, but like you know yeah. like the, the whole magic eight ball, and you turn it over, and it's like, oh hey. Today you're only working for three hours. Yeah. It's like, shoot, what am I going to do in three Better hours? Better make it good. Yeah. And then what am I going to Then what am I going to do in my free time? Yeah. You know, which one are you more excited to answer? Is, I mean, I I would be more excited to ask for what work I'm going to do today. You know, and in some ways. And I have to relearn to play stuff. And I'm Caleb, I'm really interested in those playbooks that you mentioned. I think I have been Chase Boardman Reeves. I am absolutely positive I have been Corbett Barr. Unbelievable. And I've been Caleb Logic. Wow. Boo. Boo. <laughs> no, you know what? I love that it's always just like, I'm Kayla Logic. Like, I drowned you to sleep. I lulled you to sleep for a yeah, while. And then, yes. And then when you come back in with that one, two, ba-ba, ba-bum, ba-bum. There's no such thing as a Reeves bomb. There just isn't. No. There's like a. Because this whole show is just me bombing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and every once in a while, I mean. It's a Reeves bombing. A, a, a wash bomb. A bar bomb. Oh man! Like these things. What was the watch? Oh, Corp, the transformer Corp bomb. Like yeah, a what I need is a soundboard of transformers, and I can play that as my middle name. <laughs> so there you have it. I've put all the links uh, for this show together for you at fizzleshow.co/slash sixty. That's where you also find notes on all the books that Caleb mentioned. That's F-I-Z-Z-L-E show.co slash 60. Check it out. Tell your friends. You know, that's how this stuff uh, gets spread around the people who need it most. Here's an iTunes review from Paul Perry in the UK. He says, well worth a listen. Five stars. I've had to download and install iTunes. I've had to create an Apple ID. I don't like Apple at the best of times. But this is worth it. Just to say some nice words about the most important podcast I've ever come across for creative entrepreneurs and builders of small businesses. Oh, Paul, do go on. And he does. Uh, But, Paul, thanks so much for your review. Uh, You're a brave man. We appreciate your sacrifice. Signing up for an iTunes account is no easy feat. (laughs) If you like this uh, episode, if you like what we do here, please... Leave us an honest rating in iTunes. It doesn't cost you much. It, it helps other people find the show. We'd love to get into the uh, to the ear holes of those entrepreneurs out there who need this kind of uh, community. Hey, one more thing. Do you have Do you have a question for us? You can always ask it at fizzleshow.co slash ask. I don't know if you know that, but we'd love to answer your question on the air at some point. I'm working on a post that lists out every one of the points that we get into the, in the last two conversations and kind of explains each one. So make sure you get to the blog for that. Get on the list if you're not already on it. Uh, and uh, hey, wake up. It's summertime and this is your life. Find care. Take care. Serve hard and 
dig in. Thanks. Talk to you next Fizzle Friday. <laughs>